Here we go. We're back. Uh, sorry again for the irregular scheduling, but this is Infinite Cast. This is us. This is us. This is Sunday Night Football. This is the best that we can do. Infinite Cast, your podcast. We're back for another day. Uh, we spent a long time last time uh, getting into the uh, psyche of Hal as he explores uh, his potential addictions with... Um, uh, Mario, and then shows up wet at the door. All wet and slivy, slivy at the door of um the Ennett House. Yes. So that's where we are now. Uh, we're here. We got like forty five minutes to cram one of these in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we got to go shoot an indie rock show. So should we get into it? Let's get into it. All right. And excuse me for eating a sandwich on Mike, but that's that's what you got this week. Well, today let's kick off with a endnote that's right in the middle of two segments just okay. by itself. Endnote 324. Oh, yeah. Wait, let me see what this looks like. It's, so it's like it's just segment return. It d- it's not ret- associated with a word. Yeah, it's yeah. just its own thing. Segment ends, period. Return, return. Endnote. Return, return. New segment. Yeah. So, okay, we go to an endnote. Rather crazy. All right. Um... Let me get into it. And note 324. We might, this might be the, the thing today, but we'll see. Uh, 17th November, that's my birthday, uh, year of the depend adult undergarment. Sometimes at odd little times of day, the ETA male's locker room downstairs in ComAd is empty, and you can go in there and sort of moon around and listen to the showers drip and the drains gurgle. You can feel the odd, stunned quality customarily crowded places have at empty times. You can take your time dressing, flex in front of the big plate mirror over the sink. The mirror has projecting side mirrors so you can check out the old biceps from either side, see the jawline and profile, practice expressions, try to look all natural and uncomposed so you can try to see what you really might normally look like to other people. Have you done this? H&M, baby, H&M dressing room. They've got those perfect like surround sound mirrors. Yeah, the tripartite mirrors. What do I look like? Uh, the air in the locker room hangs heavy with the smells of underarms, deodorant, benzoin, camphenated powder, serious feet, old steam. Also, lemon pledge and a slight smell of electrical burn from overused blow dryers. Traces of powder and fuller's earth, which takes us to uh, sub and note. Sub and note A. Uh, hold on. Fuller's herb. <laughs> Subbeno A, like dry, loamy clay, highly absorbent, used by some for traction on their grips, eschews by others because it has a lot of aluminum silicates, and the YTMP's ah, those aluminums. And the YTMP's aluminum causes impotence panic, still weighs hard on some pubescent players' minds. It's the microplastics of its day. Sure. Aluminum. R.I.P. David Foster Aluminium. Wallace, you would have loved it, microplastics. Oh, yeah. Back to the sub text on the blue carpeting down in too deep to get out without a steamer you can take a comb out of the big jar of barbicide on the shelf by the sink and like a 38 caliber blow dryer and experiment (laughs) boldly it's the best mirror in the academy intricately lit from all perspectives dr jo and condensa knew his adolescence at slack times sometimes head custodian dave fdv hard can be found in here taking a tiny nap on one of the benches that run in front of the lockers, which he claims the benches do something palliative for his spinal funiculi. More often, there's one of Dave's incredibly old and interchangeable menial task janitors in here, running a carpet sweeper or spraying industrial disinfectant in the urinals. 
you can go into the shower area and not turn the water on and sing, really let go. <laughs> Michael Pemulus's own vocals sound pro-quality good to him, but only when he's surrounded by shower tile. Sometimes when it's empty in here, you can catch snatches of voices and intriguing feminine hygienic noises from the female's locker room on the other side of the locker's wall. At most other times of day, your certain type of more delicately con- constituted ETA junior uses the primitive subdorm hall showers and sinks and avoids the packed locker room at almost all costs. No way Western man ever should have conceived of commodes and hot showers in the same crowded airspace. Mm. T-Shacked can clear out most of a steamy locker room just by lumbering into a commode stall and driving the latch home with a certain purposeful force. If we recall correctly, Shacked has Crohn's disease. The pro-rectors have their own showers in a kind of lounge near their rooms in the secondary tunnel with a viewer and recliners and a little fridgelet and a dicky-proof door. When M.M. Pemulus came down to dress for PMs at about 1420H, which takes us to sub and note B. God, why isn't this just its own segment? I don't know, man. A good many senior schedules have no last period classes or have independent study stuff slated for last period. And when two of these seniors, e.g. Pemulus and Freer, are scheduled for a PM challenge match, they get to start at 14.30 hours instead of 15.15 hours, and usually then finish up early, which is a great perk given that they'll get to hit both the weight room and the locker room at slack and empty times. Back to the subtext. At 1420 hours, the only people in the locker room were 14A lobber nonpareil Todd Postlethwaite, hunched and weeping, and Keith Freer, whom Pemulus was to play and who looked in no hurry to get dressed and out there to play and could very possibly have been the thing that was making Postal Waite weep. The so-called Viking was shirtless and had a towel around his neck and was at the mirror ministering to his skin. He had high, hard, white blonde hair and an extremely muscular neck and lower jaw with a certain type of protrusive gunions that made his... (laughs) Gunions? That made his upper face look tapered and sly. His hair always reminded Hal and Condensa of frozen surf, Hal said. Todd Postlethwaite was near nude and hunched on the bench under his locker, his face in his hands, with its nose's white bandages visible through the spread fingers, weeping softly, shoulders trembling. Pemulus, who's Postal Waite's big buddy and sort of lob and eschaton mentor and genuinely likes the kid, dropped just a, the, uh, you're, I know you're going away, but I believe Postal Waite, Postlethwaite, has nose bandages because he got punched in the face by Ann Kittenplan during eschaton. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's, I think that's where the injury came from, if that is helpful to you. Uh uh, Pemulus dropped his gear and gave him a sort of male affectionate fake one-two punch like think fast. (laughs) Zzz the nose, totter. Like all of them, Pemulus could do his locker's combination by feel from months and years of constant combination doing. He was looking all around himself and the room. Freer made a slight noise when Pemulus asked the postman if there was anything he could do. Nothing's true, Postal Waite sobbed, his voice palm muffled, rocking slightly on the bench. His locker was open and little boy cluttered. He was wearing only an unbuttoned little flannel shirt and a Johnson & Johnson Jr. jockstrap and had tiny white feet, which takes us to end notes, sub end note C. An advantage of competitive mediocrity is you get to sit in the stands and get lots of sun on your feet and chest because you're knocked out of competition by like the second round. Hence, grotesquely pale feet are sort of a perverse mark of competitive status. Maybe like toothlessness in hockey or something. (laughs) Back to the text. 
he had tiny white feet and delicate little shell-like toes. He was supposed to be in Donnie Stott's Valley Map Laugher right now, Pemulus knew. What, metaphysical angst at 13? Pemulus directs the question to the, quote, Viking's reflections eye in the mirror. Uh, the, the other thing of, quote, Viking is that Freer, I believe, wants... Is it Freer? Yeah. Keith Freer wants to be called the Viking. He's uh, trying to give himself that nickname, which is why they it's in quotes. qualifying Yeah, so because it's not quite sticking. Again, something that probably happened a year and a half ago. Yes. Uh, the, quote, Viking's reflections eye in the mirror. Freer's back is tapered and uncolloped, and for a tennis player's back has superb latissimal definition, but is modeled slightly from repeated applications and defoliations of pledge. Freer being a profligate pledge user because he is complexion obsessed and has the sort of nordicular skin that peels nordicular. instead of tanning. He still has his jeans and loafers on, Pemulus sees. Pemulus keeps waiting for the distinctive attitudinal upswing of two pre-match tenuate spansels. Takes us to spansels? Yeah, like a capsule, I guess. Uh -huh. Especially engineered to react very fast with the hydrolytic enzyme esterase and thus to be completely out of the tissues within 36 hours. Uh, Pemulus's locker is both full and very precisely ordered, practically alphabetized, like the trunk of an experienced seaman. Disassemblable scale and armamentarium and mood-altering substances used to be concealed in several factory-concealed niches in the special system of niche-riddled portable shelving Pemulus had installed at age 15 plus small cloth packets of ground cayenne pepper to foil the always remotely possible sniffer dog when he was a callow youth. This was before the discovery of the ultimate, ultimate entrepote above the false ceiling in Subdorm B's male hallway. Just a disappointed dinkle. <laughs> Freer's chuckle tends to be mirthless. What I could get out of him before the waterworks, Postal Wait's old man promised him so-and-so if the kid accomplishes thus and thus. His speech was distorted because he was ballooning his cheek with his tongue and applying flesh-tinted cream to a possible pimple there. And the postmaster here feels like he's held up his side of the accomplishment, and now I get the drift. Daddy's backing out. Postlethwaite's shoulders continued to tr tremble as he cried into his hands. <laughs> you're, you're at the point right now where you need three separate uh, Insane. Uh, bookmarks to operate this book. I know. In other words, welching you're saying the dad is, Pemulus said to Freer. I gather now the dad's trying to restructure the original deal all of a sudden. Pemulus undid his belt. The dangled carrots snatched away. The brass ring plays hard to get, to coin a maxim. Something about Disney World before the Wawa started? Pemulus removed his non-play sneakers by scraping downward at one heel with the other sneaker's toe, looking down into the tender little whorl in the center of Postlethwaite's hair. He'd never be so ephebic as to verbally ask Freer if he had plans to suit up so they could get out there. He'd never let Freer think he was renting Freer's space in his head before the match started. <laughs> uh, re renting, living rent-free in one's head. I feel like this is maybe an early earlier version of Postman, is this because of the Eschaton incident? Is it because of the nose? Because I can get on the horn and tell old Postal Wait Senior they're blaming nobody under 17, it turns out. You should tell them, Totter. There's whole land barges of shit, but none of it's spraying in you guys' direction. <laughs> you should take comfort. Nothing's true, Postal Wait keened, not looking up, muffled, flat-nippled, fatless in the young gut, 
feet spectral below his legs is brown, rocking, shaking his head, looking terribly young and innocently vulnerable, sort of pre-moral. Little, little white strips of bandage pro, pro, protruded from his palm, <laughs> protruded from his palms' outer edges from eye day's apocalypse. Well, not much is fair anyway, Pemulus conceded. The Viking made a noise at himself. Pemulus calls Postal Wait's father up on screen. Minneapolis area developer. Malls, corporate parks, bustling places at the edges of roaring beltways. Late 40s, slim, an overmanaged tan, a little oversharp in the dress department, with a motivational seminar-type hard-sell charm. A dagger of a dad, with a pencil mustache <laughs> and blinding shoe leather. He tried to conjure an image of this paternal figure hitting Keith Freer on the noggin with a rolling pin and a bald cartoon lump rising from Freer's skull. <laughs> uh, Pemulus calculates a win or even three-setter with Freer would mean a place on the Whataburger plane is why he's willing to violate a kind of personal honor code and take pre-match tenuate, which even with a 36-hour elimination curve is kind of cavalier, given that he and Inked escaped on-spot urinalysis only because Pemulus implied to Mrs. Incondensa that he'd tell the Inkster about Avril having some sort of major sport interlude with John Wayne, and Avril is kind of a coldly biding her time not to be fucked-with administrative figure, and along with C, Gretel the cross-sectioned cow Tavis isn't a fan of Pemulus anyway, certainly since the electrified Rusk doorknob and litigation incident. <laughs> That's a whole lot of plot in one sentence. Yes. But the Drins didn't seem to be kicking in. Instead of the surge of stomachless competitive verb, all Pemulus felt was a slight unpleasant spaciness and a kind of enforced feeling dryness in his eyes and mouth, like he's facing into a warm wind. Pemulus had never once seen his own daw in anything other than a white Hanes t-shirt gone permanent yellow under the arms. Nothing's fair because nothing's true, Postlethwaite wept into his palms. His little flannel shoulders shook. Something old in one of the shower drains sighed and gurgled, a nauseous sound. Buck up. Pemulus was removing all necessary match articles and refolding them and placing them in his non-complimentary Dunlop gear bag with military precision. He put a foot on the bench and looked briefly to either side. Because if that's your burr, then rest in my assurance, postal code. Certain things are rock, <laughs> rock solid, high grade true. Freer had made a pincer of his fingers and was at the other cheek. Let him cry. Let baby have his dinkle. Piss and moan. Thirteen for Christ's sake. A kid 13 hasn't even been in the same room with real disappointment yet. Hasn't even locked eyes across a room with real disillusion and frustration and pain. 13, pain's a rumor. What's the word? Angst. Baby wouldn't know genuine article angst if it walked up and got him in a headlock. Is Freer actually Scandinavian or just of Scandinavian Just alleged? looks that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not like real, true, real, possible little cheek pimple angst, right, hey? Flip it over and squat, Pemulus, without bothering to look. Both Pemulus and Freer had pronounced a hard G in angst, Hal would have observed. Is it supposed to be angst? 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 I don't know. Uh, I guess, yeah, angst. Angst versus angst. 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 The Viking contorted his mouth and raised his big chin to check the flesh of his jaw, turning slightly to use the side mirrors as well. Is the Viking in quotation marks every time it appears? Uh, not every time. Oh, okay. I'll try to no <laughs> note it 
if if possible. I feel like I could um, probably note it through your uh, speech because mm. you'd probably be like the Viking. Viking. Pamela smiled broadly, trying to envision Keith Freer sitting in a canvas restraint wrap in full lotus, staring blankly, hitting all the high notes in no business like show business as <laughs> orderlies in boiled whites and prim nurses in bent hats stand around snapping their fingers, clean white cheap institutional care sneakers tapping noiselessly through all eternity. He was down to chinos and bare light brown feet. He considered a blue t-shirt with a black wolf spider on it versus a coincidentally red on gray t-shirt that had vodka is the enemy of production in presumably Russian. <laughs> His four good Dunlop sticks were stacked on the bench to Postlethwaite's left. He picked up two and tested the string's tension by hitting the side of one stick's head against the strung face of the other and listening to the strings and then switching sticks and repeating the process. The exact right tension has a certain pitch. Mid-sized Dunlop Enkvist TL Composites, 304.95 U.S. retail. Real catgut strings have a kind of dentalish sweet stink. The dot and circumflex logo. He didn't much look at Postlethwaite. He chose the Cyrillic shirt with a bottle glyph. He rolled it up and put his head through the head hole first, his late great Dawes old-fashioned way. The upscaler kids here did, all did the armholes first. What do you do? I don't think I have a set method. I think it just, however it feels, it probably differs from like long sleeve to short sleeve. I think I do, I think I do armholes. I'll have to try to pay attention next time. Yeah. Armholes, I guess. Maybe so. sometimes I roll it all up and put my head through first. Mm. That feels natural. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Quit bothering me. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. The upscaler kids here all did the armholes holes first. Then they did the head. You can also tell the scholarship kids because for some reason they put a, on a sock and a shoe and then a sock and a shoe. See, for instance, Wayne, who'd been in the room right after lunch when Pemulus had made the decision to come up for some pre-match tenuate. Wayne's room was right nearby, and he was standing over Trolch's pharmacopic bedside table with no shirt and wet hair, roomy-eyed and shiny-nostrilled for a moisturizer on his Kleenex-shaped nostrils. The Viking was squeezing a damp tennis ball with his left hand while he scanned his forehead by mostly feel. Pemulus's psychic counter-strategy was to not appear in any hurry to dress and stretch and get out there either. Pemulus who feared and hated unauthorized people being in his room and who, uh, who was constantly on Shaq's back about forgetting to lock up when he left and who wasn't intimidated by Wayne's talent and success and affectless reserve, but was cautious around him, John Wayne, sort of the way a formidable predator will be unintimidated but cautious around another formidable predator, particularly since the virtuosic but tense performance in a certain administrative office a week ago, which had been mentioned by neither man, had Cooley asked Wayne if he could help him, and Wayne had just as Cooley not looked up from rattling through sickly Jim Trolch's bedside table stuff and said he'd come in for some of Trolch's Seldane, which takes us to sub-ed note E, QV note 22 Supra. I believe we've already gotten into this quite a long time ago. It's something for the sinuses. Yes, is that's probably the big note about all the drugs. All the, the drugs. Yes. Back to the text, which Pemulus had indeed heard uh, Trolch at breakfast describing to a nose-blowing Wayne yes. as the battlefield nuke of antihistamines that didn't make you too drowsy to function at an incredibly high level of function. Pemulus adjusted his jock's rear straps, trying to remember this Wayne memory's point. Wayne had wanted a clear head and high pulmonary function because he was down to play the Syrian satelliter in an informal exhibition at 15-15 hours. Wayne hadn't offered this explanation. Pemulus got it off the e-board. 
One reason Pemulus was cautiously unassertive about Wayne's unauthorized presence in the room was the leaflet, which, given a certain office incident, it wasn't impossible Wayne might choose to suspect seeing Pemulus's hand in the old English fonted leaflet uh, uh, up at various boards and inserted on the ETATP's communal e-board for 1114, announcing a joint John Wayne slash Dr. Avril in Condensa arithmetic presentation to the pre-quadrivial 14 and unders on how 17 can actually go into 56 way more than 3.294 times. <laughs> Do you get that? No. How old are they? Aha, uh-huh, yes. <laughs> The point was that the half-dressed Wayne had been standing there with one foot bare and one in a sock and shoe. Pemulus shook his head slightly and looked down at Postlethwaite and tried to gather spit. The speaker out up by the clock in the cement hall by the sauna crackled to life for the start of weekly WETA with its glass-shattering Joan Sutherland theme. Pemulus put his street sneakers on his street shoe shelf. Buck up, TP. It's just an angst spasm. You're just reeling from a temporary paternal kertwang. Philosophical truths jutting out all over the place. Disney World or no. Nose or no. Eschaton lives on, believe me. (laughs) Underground or no. You have a calling, a talent. A missile man of your caliber? Reach down and rally, me little button. Postlethwaite had taken his face from his hands and was staring stonily up somewhere past Pemulus, lips moving in the habitual sucking reflex for which he took so much guff. 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 (laughs) Guff. His face had the pink scrubbed look of a crying child, all right. His hands had left brown spiders of tincture of benzoin on his cheeks. Yeah, you can imagine this is something about something more important than uh, being punished for uh, eschaton. We'll see. Uh, he had two little smudges of bruise under the eyes. He sniffed meatily uh, through a nose still covered in horizontal strips of surgical tape. I have dot a little button. <laughs> That's what all the little buttons say, kid, the Viking said levelly, removing something from a nostril with tweezers. Pemulus's sinuses felt like four laners, and his sense of smell was a lot keener than a man in a locker room might wish. Freer's locker next to Glockner's next to good old Inks was agape. The bolted coposcope gleaming in the overhead lights. Remember when he had sex for the first time and he took a coposcope, like a, a, a cervical uh, uh, evidence? Mm-hmm. Anyway, another thing from a long time ago. The bolted coposcope gleaming in the overhead lights and his fox large head sticks, a nauseous West Coast fluorescent orange with a trademark fox glyph painted on the strings. Postlethwaite scratched at one foot with the nails of the other foot. If you can't trust your folks, let me both validate and remind you that the kertwang you're reeling under is emotion-based and not fact-based. Postlethwaite opened his mouth. You're getting ready to say if you can't trust the ostensibly loving patriarchal bosom, you can't trust anyone at all. And if you can't trust people, what can you trust in terms of unvarying dependability? Postlethwaite, am I right? Oh, Jesus H. Christmas tree, here it comes, the Viking said to his forehead's reflection. Pemulus was putting on a sock and a shoe, his mouth right down by Postal Waite's ear. This is not a bullshit problem. This is like a serious, emotional-philosophical deal you're confronting. I think it's a good sign you're coming to me instead of holding it all impactedly inside. Who's coming to you? Freer turned the big face this way and that. He was already in here having his little wah-wah dinkle. 
I'm 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 picturing Freer as a young Val Kilmer, like a ve- like a seventeen yeah, year old yeah. Val Kilmer, a little skinnier, a little scrawnier, but yeah, a wedge of a wedge of hard blonde hair, yes, and kind exactly. of like a jackass mentality. Yeah, but a, a kind of carefree alphaness, but also very vain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pemulus tried envisioning Keith Freer bent being bent over. Being bent over the net by Bedouins in purple turbans and roundly buggered, making the sort of sounds Leith's historical black and white Jay Gleason made when in pain. <laughs> to Postlethwaite, he was saying, because I can remember staring down the exact same type thing, though from a more like philosophicalized kertwang than emotions. Freer said, do not ask him what he means, kid. Then a couple of 16s came in. G. Yardguard Raider and a marginal Slavic kid whose first name was Zoltan and whose last name nobody could pronounce and ignored Freer's advice to run for their lives because the good Dr. Pemulus had been prescribing for himself again and was going to begin to rant and threw down their gear and proceeded immediately to get fresh towels from the dispenser over by the showers and to snap them at each other. <laughs> what do you mean? said Postlethwaite. The snare closes. The trap closes. Here it comes. Raider rolled his wrists and spiraled the towel for what he called maximum painage. The Viking turned and said, if he felt so much as a terry cloth breeze on this personal ass right here, they were toast. <laughs> to personal ass. My, my own personal ass. Scre- screams that own ass. Uh, Pemulus was taking rackets out. ETA's male 16s were as a group inbent, conspiratorial, glandular, cliquish. They excluded anyone not in their set. They had techniques and stratagems of exclusion way more advanced than the 18s or 14s. They tended to exclude Stice, mostly because he roomed with Coil and drilled a lot of the time up with the 18s and mixed with them, and more recently Cornspan excluded, basically because he was cretinous and cruel and now consensually suspected of having tortured and killed the two collarless cats whose burnt corpses had been found on the hillside Ugh. during pre-drill sprints a few co- a couple animal back. violence in this book. I know. Yeah, dogs, cats. Yeah. They had their own dialect and codes, in-jokes, inside in-jokes, which takes us to note F. For example, during the first month of last summer's Euroclay junket, at some pre-arranged signal, the male 16s would all hunch and hop around brachiatishly with their knuckles just off the ground in a circle, hitting their chest and going air ah e o ah over and over until pro-rector N. Hardigan finally lost his patience as they did it again in the line for customs at L'Aeroport Orly and had hysterics so gruesome in someone that tall that the process practice stopped as mysteriously as it started. <laughs> uh, this is an incredible throwback, probably from the first hundred pages of the book, is that there was a scene where they could hear 16s together saying air ah e o air ah e o ah somewhere in the distance yeah uh do not remember that at all that's okay it sounds like that fake mouth yeah uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh back to the text and at eta only 16s snapped towels and only for a year or two but they went at it with a vengeance towel snapping a brief flared genuflection to jock stereotype, a stage when there's this like primate-like passion for red-assed bonding in steamy rooms. Uh, you probably never went through a phase with your friends where uh, you had to be wary of getting your nuts punched by your friends. For, I've heard, I've heard of this for a, probably you know like, there was like a six-month period where you just had to constantly be on the lookout, of, or your bro is gonna hit you in the is gonna punch you in the nuts. 
It sounds really unpleasant. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. It's it's like a mass. It, it is like a kind of mass hysteria, mass, mass psycho, delusion. Mass delusion. Yeah. Nobody liked it. Mm-hmm. But the only recourse was revenge, of yeah. punching your homies nuts. Yeah, and it's almost like, fellas, is it gay to not want to punch your homies nuts back? Yes. Oh, you gotta, but you, you, you gotta you know, play. You gotta assert dominance. Exactly. And it, it really isn't like the only way to win is not to play because if you don't play, then you're just getting abused. Yeah. And then every, every, you'll become even more of a target. Oh, this guy doesn't hit back, so yeah, let's, exactly. let's go in. I, you know, but you can't overreact or else you're not cool with it. You can't do like the prison thing where you just like, I'm just going to wail. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to sock one of these guys in the jaw and that'll be the end of this. Right. It's a very delicate ecosystem of appropriate reciprocal nut punching. Uh, they were the age staring down the barrel, not of is anything true, but of am I true, of <laughs> what am I, of what is this thing, and it made them strange. Yes. <laughs> then 18's BC fence sitter Duncan Van Slack, the kid who carried a guitar around with himself every place but never played it, and refused all late night sitting around someone's room requests to play, and who was suspected of not being able to play the thing at all, and whose own da was supposedly a redoubted gene sequencer in Savannah, poked his head and guitar's neck in the door and said to come quick, and then withdrew his head before anybody could ask what was up. If you didn't have such a way with a launch vector, I wouldn't be sure you're ready to hear this, Postal Scale. It occurs to me this is your boring man's true talent, the talent for ensnaring, said the Viking. Flee while you can, kid. Postlethwaite blew his nose in the crook of his elbow and left it there. Pemulus, who still used genuine catgut strings, zipped the two sticks he'd chosen into their Dunlop covers. He put an arch support shoe up on the bench by Postal Wade's bottom, looking quickly right and left. Totter, you can trust math. Freer said, you heard it here first. Pemulus compulsively zipped and unzipped one of the covers. Take a breather, Keith. Todd, trust math, as in Maddox, comma, math E. First order predicate logic, never fail you. Quantities and their relation... Uh, rates of change, the vital statistics of God or equivalent, when all else fails, when the boulders slid all the way back to the bottom, when the headless are blaming, when you do not know your way about, you can fall back and regroup around math, whose truth is deductive truth, independent of sense or emotionality, the syllogism, the identity, modus tollens, transitivity, heaven's theme song, the nightlight on life's dark wall late at night, heaven's recipe book, the hydrogen spiral, spiral, the methane, ammonia, H2O, nucleic acids, A and G, T and C, the creeping in, inevitability. <laughs> Caius is mortal. Caius? I don't know. Whatever. Caius. Math is not mortal. What it is is, listen, it's true. This from a man on academic probation for who knows the length. Something involving Freer and a saline moistened cattle prod refused to quite mentally gel. There was still none of Tenuate's stomachless verve or well-being, just a glittered hum in his head and sinuses that felt like wind tunnels. Pemulus tended to be a mouth breather. The Viking raised one leg to fart toward Pemulus in a vaudevillian way, <laughs> getting a laugh from, oh my God, this is the last name of a Zoltan that clearly no one knows how to pronounce. Chixent me, Hallie. <laughs> take a, can you take a look at it? 
uh where is it uh sentiment holly sick holly yes and raider who'd mostly undressed and taken seats on the bench opposite pemulus and postal weight towels hung unwinding in their hands watching and were only ever once in a while and in a half-hearted way pretending to look like they were getting ready to snap each other. <laughs> I'm not a math person, Dad says, says Postal Wait. Again, the nose made the words come out dot and bath and pursed. <laughs> Chicks shent Milhali fainted a lunge and then really lunged and there was a brief flurry of terry cloth. Pemulus unzipped the cover. The axiom, the lemma, listen, if two, sets, if two different sets of parametric equations represent the same curve J, but the curve is traced in opposite directions in the two cases, then the two sets of equations produce values for a line integral over J that are negatives of each other. Not if thus and such, not unless a glad-handing commercial realtor from Boardman, Minnesota in $400 band-fee loafers changes his mind, always and ever, as in puts the ah in a priori, an honest lamp in the inkiest black, Toddle poster. <laughs> toddle, toddle poster. Sorry. Toddle, toddle poster. <laughs> there were voices and running. Pod toaster with. <laughs> toaster. Pod toaster. Toaster spread. There were voices and running feet like some sort of ruckus. McKenna stuck his head in and looked wildly around and withdrew without saying anything. Chick Shent Mihali went out after him. Freer and Raider both said, What the fuck? Pemulus had only one button of his fly buttoned and was pointing at the ceiling uh, with a finger. Only that at times like this, when you're directionless in a dark wood, trust to the abstract deductive. When driven to your knees, kneel and revere the double S. Leap like a knight of faith into the arms of Piano, Leibniz, Hilbert, L'Hopital. You will be lifted up. Fourier, Goss, Laplace, Ricky. Born up, never let fall. Wiener, Ryman, Frag green. <laughs> Sorry. Bless this is where you say bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Uh came back in with orthostice, their color high. Pemulus compulsively zips and unzips zippers is the reason why he wears only button fly pants and tennis shorts. CS slash Y said, There is expression. You must immediately immediately come. Freer turned from the mirror, both hands on a comb. What the fuck's going on? John Wayne is insanely holding forth innermost thoughts for public ears. Never trust the father you can see, Pemulus told Postlethwaite. Stice was already on his way back out and said over his shoulder, Trolch has got Wayne on the air and Wayne's lost his mind. That's it. That's the that's endnote 324. Uh, great. I think that that's all we can do today. I agree. Oh, by the way, this is our 100th episode. Oh, happy 100th episode. Uh... It's fitting we use it entirely for fitting for that the page count on episode 100 will just be 787 to 787. Unforgivable. Okay, 787 pages. That means we are going through at a rate of 7.87 pages per episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, which means. But that includes, we're not counting the end notes. No, as no. Well, I, I count, well, I count over the average. Yes. You pass, the end notes are factored in. Of with course. per pages so you know 7.87 and how many total pages are there like a little over with in the main text there's 900 beep bop beep boop beep beep boop 981 
981 so we have equals divided by 7.87 25 more episodes well do you want to hear something incredibly exciting what that was endnote 324 there are only 388 only <laughs> there are 388 total footnotes so we're actually endnotes we're almost done the endnotes i still think it's going to take 25 more episodes to finish this okay half a year six more months all right uh anyway uh so what what do we got here um pemulus getting a little hopped up and uh holding forth on a on a sad uh pod toaster wave it is <laughs> pod toaster toaster strudel. toaster strudel um it is funny that he's like the uh god damn it the speed's not kicking in and then he just starts like, like ranting like, about screaming about math, about math. It's too late. I'm already hollering about Leibniz. Never trust the father you can see. Never trust the father you can see. Never trust the father you can see. Oh, shit. I got to call my dad. Oh. Not like this moment, but before <laughs> we leave. Call him right now. Um, <laughs> speaking of the father you can't see. Never uh, trust the father you can see. Uh, what? So is math the father you can't see? I guess. Daddy math. Speaking of all this stuff about math, that is a very funny math joke. How many times can... Uh, 17 go into 54 or whatever. Yeah. Way more than three point. See, this is what's so funny about Pemulus is that on one side, um, uh, on one side would, uh, he's such a, um, careful person. Like he's, he's so unbelievable. Can you still say anal retentive? Yeah. That's not offensive. Like he's got built custom shelving in his, uh, Mm lockers to hide drug paraphernalia he's always looking around him and closing doors and like you know he's, he's paranoid uh because he does things that are um risky but then he prints like even despite using knowing that avril has been having sex with john wayne and that's like a crucial leverage and not immediately getting kicked out of mm-hmm. school he still manages to like he can't help but just like prank like do pranks like yes. right, that flyer that he's posted everywhere there's uh, something in essentially like wrong with his br- not wrong with his brain, but like he just cannot help himself. Well, he's the kind of kid where you you would get chastised being like, "You're so smart, you just don't apply yourself." And I would maybe argue is like the stuff that is worth applying that kind of intellect on is just simply not the stuff that appears in school. Yes, he should be like a campaign manager. That's ex- uh, yeah, he should be campaign manager, salesman. Uh, yeah, some kind of proselytizing uh, um, guy. Yes. Uh, which are not the kind of things that, you know, getting a good grade in, um, especially this bizarre school where the courses are like math and like lens curvature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which he's good. <laughs> Isn't he good at? Is he good at the lens? He and Mario, I feel like, hang out a lot together. And I think he helps Mario with the math of filmmaking mm-hmm. and Mario helps him with like the storytelling of filmmaking, if uh, I recall correctly. Uh, or Quebecois history. Right. I would probably be very good at the Quebecois history class. Sure. Oh. What are the other brands of tennis racket? Dunlop, Wilson, Head. Isn't there one that just called Head? Head. Wilson, I think of as the uh, of a them of tennis brands, <laughs> if you will. Uh, um, so what? So are we to interpret that the John Wayne is on the uh, radio spill, spilling the beans? Oh, duh! Fuck. What? The, the bottles got switched. Pemulus took the Seldane. 
he was Pamulus took the cell he was like why is this not working and uh, Wayne took the all, speed all that's happening is my sinuses feel like four lane highways so he took he took the cell and Pamulus took or w- Wayne took, or Wayne took the speed and the speed might be enough to, to make get him, him do a, to get him to start um, is podcasting. It, is there another? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there another? Wait, is there in this book? No, I'm thinking about the lighthouse with a part where he he's like. Uh, he, isn't there a little, the, the whole, what does he say at the end of the lighthouse? Is like, yes, you spilled your. You shouldn't have spilled your beans. <laughs> yes. Y'all went and spilled your beans. You spilled your beans everywhere. <laughs> um, yes, yes. He's, he's spilling his beans. And once the beans have been spilled, they cannot be put back. It's hard in to un, unspill those beans. Yeah, you can't put them back in the can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't recall what Wayne says, but. It's definitely an inciting. Are we actually going to hear it, or is it just going to be alluded to? I I can't remember, so that'll be something to see. Knowing what I know about this book, it seems like we will not hear anything directed and exciting, but we'll just hear it alluded to elliptically later. Exactly. Uh, by two other people talking about two so- something totally different. Yes, absolutely. Um, what else is going on here? Um, is this the first time we're really meeting this um uh, this Nordic style individual? Freer has definitely been around. I don't remember a particular personality for him other than, I guess, Pemulus doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I remember what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. You spend a lot of time in locker rooms? Yeah. I mean, from playing sport, not a big fan. No. At all. Awful. Um, the environment, you know, talking about going to a place when the locker room is not very busy, that's obviously mm-hmm. ideal. Locker room talk, not a fan. Uh, don't don't like don't like being in there. Don't like changing your clothes. Don't like having like a sweaty sports bag that you have to like cram into a locker. I don't being know. a woman and having a woman, um, woman, a woman troubles in there makes it yeah. so much worse somehow. Uh, being a man and just being harassed again boyishly, masculinely by everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the smell, the awful, awful smell of, of generations of of. Wet, yeah, sweaty wet. boys. Yeah, oh, God. it'll it'll never it'll never be clean. How do you solve a problem like gym in uh, schools? Because yes, children do need exercise. Exercise. They need to be run around. But it's so wildly unpleasant, especially like the way school systems work, where like a period is forty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible to go to a place that's often like on the other side of the campus, change, do some activity. Theoretically, like shower, change back in the middle of a day in like a 40 minute period. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense from a time period. I feel like you have to basically empower students to do like independent gym. If you play sports, that should count, first of all. Yes. And then I also think if you do even something like, dare I say, like a musical theater, it should count because that is that is active. You're Um, you're dancing around up there. I think that you if you don't do sports, you should have to uh, run uh, run two miles to around the track before you go home. <laughs> before they let you leave the leave the school. Well, one of the best innovations in gym class that my group had. I don't know if I've talked about this yet. Uh, is that there there would be certain units that would be like games, and they would basically say, "Do you want to be competitive or recreational?" Uh-huh. Basically, trying to not have people who are absolutely nuts about like actually doing yes, like playing hard, and people who are like, "I just need to not." fail this class 
And so we did that for like volleyball. So we did like recreational competitive volleyball. And that I was mean, actually yes. kind of fun. And you could decide on, based on the day if you were feeling recreational or competitive. I mean, I wish that basically the I had a gym unit that like basically taught me how to go to the gym at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did like a brief weights unit, but it, it didn't have like any structure of like, this is how you do a workout. Like, you know, even even for that gym is like, you know, if you had the gym teacher it was like, okay, everybody do, you know, run a mile. Mm-hmm. Although, God, even that I remember running the mile being like torture. And a lot of people just simply didn't do it. Yeah. There were the people who just walked, which I like, don't blame them. Running is not, I don't think it's easy. It's also difficult to do it in a big group. Yeah. Um, though, you know, by the time you're in eighth grade, ninth grade, you should be able to run a mile. I should have been able to run a mile. It, it seems so daunting, but it's like, you got to do it. You got to run a mile. <laughs> now I can run at least, what, four, three miles, four if I'm really pushing myself. Sure. Yeah, I think it's got to be some some level of like independent empowerment to like yes. do something physical. But it is also very much like the the problem with it is that when I'm working out and why I hate going to the gym is I'm very much in a don't look at me mode. Yeah, the I fact that they like, make it social is yes. not good. It doesn't there, go good. Yeah, there should be a 2 a.m. gym. <laughs> I guess there are all night gyms, but you know. That's that's really what I want. Yeah, but I I don't know. I I enjoy the the little nuances of the you know the the kids the towel snapping each other in the. You know, I was thinking you had the period where there there was a um, nut nut punching. Yes, and I was just trying to think of like the equivalent for the the for girls, and it's like almost like two kinds of horror movies where one horror movie is like here's a guy here he's the slasher man and he will come and slash you and that's what the nut punching is. Yeah, and then there's the other kind that's like there's a sort of fog and you don't know what it does until it's too late. Uh, yes. And that's what it's like being a girl well, is you never know. Like if you roll in one day and get changed and someone will just point at your underwear and being like, what the fuck are those? <laughs> that is true. Like that's what happens. You never know whether you're, you're going to be come up as like your, your number is going to be called. Yes. And it's going to be for something that you had no idea could be something that was criticized. Or the, and then it's going to like completely take you down. You're or, like, okay, or, I guess I'll just fucking die. Or I, at least I imagine the kind of horror movie. Yes. You're right that the 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 slasher movie is the 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 bu- it's the, the bye bye man he's gonna make you go bye bye uh, but for girls the <laughs> other genre of horror movie I imagine would be applicable is the no one no one believes no one you. believes me yes yeah where where everybody just suddenly you walk into the girls locker room and everybody has agreed on a secret that you do not know about yeah or something and you're like what what are you what's going on what are you talking about and they're like nothing it doesn't matter you know don't worry about it's it it's none of your business it's none of your business yes exactly <laughs> what happened here my my friend was went to a small uh, middle school eight girls in her class total six oh of, god yeah i know that's, ni- for, that's just a is nightmare she amish? no she's not <laughs> amish i do not have any you would know if i had an amish friend i would like to think no it's just new jersey uh eight people in the class Six of them formed a group called the Sexy Six Pack, and she was one of the two that wasn't in oh, it. Oh, God. That's what it's like being a girl. What a nightmare. Sexy Six Pack. Ew, you got to hope if if you make it in the group, you have to do violence in order to be in there. Yes. And if you are not in the group, you have violence done unto you, and bo- both suck. Yes. Uh, there's no there's no winning until you uh, grow up and realize that, um, you know, going to just be friends with the people who also like Lord of the Rings. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> find the people who like lord of the rings and yeah. befriend them yeah uh anything else not not really next week we will have this the section after the the single and note section is yeah. is the one yeah 
All right. Well, next week, I mean, we we're, we might try to get two in this week to catch up on. And stuff. Pu- should we put them both out? This, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Uh, considering that again, we did uh, we skip, one yeah. page, no zero pages. We did of the zero pages. Text. We did point. We did three millimeters of uh, uh of yes. page space. Technically. Technically. Uh. All right. David. 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 Da- David. 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 Uh. All right. Uh. Bye. I need to call my dad. Bye. All right. Bye.